0: Welcome to Fran Path Consulting podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer, and I'm Brittany Bodie, and together we are Fran Path Consulting.
1: Miss Brittany Bodie, how are you today?
0: I'm great. How are you, Jamie?
1: Life is better than it should be. I'm. I'm. Uh, life is good. Thank you.
0: Good. Did you have a good weekend?
1: Always, always. It's busy time in life. I talk about this on a lot of the podcasts, Ron, but it's a busy time in life for us. We have a nine-year-old son who's all boy, football, the whole deal, and then a 13-year-old daughter who's all teenager, and you show up to the school and you pick up kids or sports events or whatever, and then there's four or five other kids that pile in the car, and you're like, who are you? Did you get fed? Like, do your parents know you're coming with us? <laughs> That's the stage in life that we're at, which is going to end fast, so we try to embrace it and have fun with it, but it's um, there's no shortage of of uh, pivots, let's say that for your plan for the day.
0: (laughs) I bet when I'm talking to clients, that's one of the biggest things we talk about is just kids and how active they are. And I think even more than, you know, when we were kids, they're getting in competitive sports early and fast. And so it's always fun to hear all the little stories going on. But outside of all the kids stuff i think the other theme that we're consistently running into is helping people really navigate hearing about a brand that they love but it's sold out and what do they do where do they pivot from there that's a big topic of conversation that we're having internally as a company and then we're having with our franchisees so our potential franchisees our clients so how do you feel about that? Are you seeing that there are really great brands sold out that people are interested in and how are you helping them navigate it?
1: It's more and more common. And I think franchising is, is on fire right now. I mean, when people are open-minded enough to look at the opportunity of gaining their own time, running their own business, making a lot of money and success is defined differently to different people, but it's an opportunity to, to deliver success in your own lap. And so it's on fire right now, right? But what we're finding is in some of these hot markets that brands that um, we love are sold out really, really fast. Or what I'm seeing, I don't know about you, but what I'm seeing is we get a candidate that's working on a brand and I don't ever want a candidate to be rushed and feel like they have to run to the mm-hmm. finish line. That's it, their, their confidence level needs to be incredibly high all the way through the process. But we've had a couple get passed over recently. Because they're not decisive enough and someone else comes along and and, and jumps on it. So that's a, a challenge at times. And, and I think it's on us to make sure that we have multiple brands and stay focused on powerhouses behind the scenes that we can pivot to and really help these individuals define their own success and deliver it.
0: I totally agree with you. I mean, we joke and we've said this a lot on the podcast that I am like the process queen, right? Love a process, and I want to make sure our clients get to go through a really dialed-in, big process so that way they get the information that they need to make a decision. I never want anybody to feel rushed. I want them to feel like they did their research and due diligence. But it's heartbreaking when they're doing their due diligence and they just don't move fast enough, you know and they miss out. And so what we're looking at now is there are brands that are more passion-based businesses. There are other brands that are not passion-focused. I am not personally passionate about parking lot maintenance, but it's a great investment strategy for me. So now we're seeing a lot of service-based businesses that have great support, great organization, great leadership, turn into these brand houses where they have multiple services, whether it's mosquito control or fencing or windows. And so while they may miss out on fencing, there may be that opportunity in mosquito control. Um, And so we're seeing these brands that are building incredible systems and support for our clients, and they're just able to pivot. If they miss out on fencing, they're going to look at windows or whatever the next thing may be.
1: It's so hard for uh, even myself, but to to go into looking at a business and not stay solely focused on the product, the service, the widget. It's so much more than that. And when you define what you want to get out of your business versus what you want to put into it, and you look at the systems behind the scenes, the training, the processes, the support, the customer acquisition, the marketing, and then the people, the people matter, the culture of the franchise behind the scenes matters. And I think that's what leads us to our guest today.
0: I totally agree. You know, we talk about these powerhouse brands, and we have an incredible brand house with us today. So, I'll kick it over to you from there.
1: Welcome, David Blue, President of Window Hero, and Christina Rogers, VP of Franchise Development at Homefront Brands. We're really excited to have you, and, and appreciate your time today. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah,
3: thank you for having us. I'm excited to, to chat all things Window Hero and Homefront Brands today.
1: Love it. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Well, thank you guys again. We're really excited to have you. And Christine, I've known you for a few years now and yeah. I love working with you and my clients love working with you. You've got great follow-up, great energy. You know everything about your brands. So I would love to just ask you first, tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to Homefront Brands.
2: Absolutely. So I've been in franchising for the last 19 years, um, I started with Service Master and left there because my boss left and he was like, hey, I'm leaving. I was like, well, wish you well. Good luck. And he's like, you know about that. You're going with me. I was like, I don't think it works that way. But I went over to authority brands when they only had about nine companies at the time. And so we ran seven of them and I was there till he about retired. And then I went to Stellar Service Brands and ran Restoration One, Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain, Soft Rock, and the Driveway Company. And that's where I met Todd Bingham. And so Todd Bingham and John Haroldson from Service Master came over to Homefront and then brought me here.
1: It's all about that's the people,
0: true. it's it all is. about the
2: networking. <laughs> and we say it a lot. It is a small
0: community that we all play in. And once you get sucked in, you're not leaving. So
2: nope. thanks <laughs> for sharing. I love it. Me. I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, me neither. Uh, David, I'll ask you the same question. You know, tell us about your background and what led you to where you are today.
3: Yeah, so so my uh, journey into the fun and wild world of franchising uh, began in 2013. Uh, franchised a, a company with my um, my family. Actually, we created a company called Blue Moon Estate Sales um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Built that up really from the ground up, and saw that there was a fragmented market, and you know grew that up, and exited that business um, in 2019. And uh, you know was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do when I grow up after that. And um, you know Jeff Duden had, had been a, a mentor of mine really for a good eight years. Really kind of leaned in on him whenever I had some big decisions to make with that brand and um, forged a great relationship. And, you know, right at that time where I was kind of figuring it out, um, he, uh, was building Homefront. And so I'm, uh, I think I'm the seventh employee at Homefront Brands <laughs> and, um, you know, really just, um, got to put my skills to, to work. You know, I, I know what it takes to, to build a brand, to operationalize things and, um, you know, and just keep people motivated and, and moving forward, doing their best work.
1: That's so impressive. So what do you see when you look for um, individual franchisees when you say this guy's going to crush it this or this gal is going to do phenomenal? What do you what characteristics are you looking for? What do you see um, early on?
3: Yeah. So the first thing I'm always looking for is just a just a, a good sense of like business acumen, you know, just knowing, you know, that results aren't necessarily going to come overnight. Right. You need to have kind of some grit, uh, you know, a long game strategy to things um, and then part of that too, is just coachability. You know how receptive are they um, to feedback and suggestions? And so it's all kind of things I'm looking for when I'm speaking to, to candidates uh, because you know from my role, you know, which is which is really kind of a marketing and operations role, um, I'm constantly looking at you know ways to um, drive top line and bottom line, but I can't want it more than they do. And so I can, you know, coach them on what to do, what not to do, and really, um, you know, it is up to the to the business owners to make those decisions for themselves. But um, you know, that business acumen really goes a long way. You know, really, in the world of franchising, you know, we can teach people really any kind of service or or tell them to, you know, sell a, a widget or or something, but um, they just need that that business acumen and coachability to really, uh, drive it home. So that's what I'm always looking for. And, um, you know, and I've, I've, uh, you know, had some, uh, some great relationships and businesses and helped launch a lot of businesses over the years.
1: That's great. Christina, what are you looking for when you have candidates that come in the pipeline and what, what stands yeah. out to you for a indicator of success?
2: Well, I know this sounds really uh, cheesy for me to say, but I mean, I hate to say it. People that follow directions, right? I mean, that's what franchising is: is people that follow the directions. So when I ask them to fill out, you know, something, or ask them to watch, you know, a video or anything like that, and they actually do it, then it's like, okay, you're actually really interested in this opportunity. But it's really the personality. I mean, if they're easy to speak to, um, that I can get along, you know, that I can get along with pretty easily, very quickly, then I know that they're going to do really well. in the business because they're able to talk to people they're able to get to know people and it's all about the networking with any franchise it's all about the networking so that's the most important
3: yeah and to christina's point like I, I i tend to favor the more gregarious personality types too um you know not not so much where they're kind of doing their own thing but like you know they'll start the conversations you know and they'll um you know carry along with uh you know, um, different initiatives and, and what, and really uh, not be uh, so standoffish or meek, right? I really like people who can go out there and, and sell themselves. And because uh, I know they'll be able to sell, you know, a service if we give them the tools to do so.
0: Those are great attributes. So on the other side, you know, we bring a candidate forward, you say, yes, this is a great candidate. They meet our culture, they meet the criteria. What's Capturing our clients' attention. Maybe tell us a little bit more about the window hero model, the services that you offer, and the business model itself. What what are they getting excited about about the business model?
3: Yeah, this is a, just a really scalable business with uh, a lot of known assumptions, and so um, and then paired with you know we've got an in-house call center that's twenty four hours a day that handles all of the inbound calls that are coming in um, and emails and all of that. So it really uh, frees up the business owner to be focused on more of those sales networking components of, of really a, what it takes to build a service business. And so that's that's a huge value add in my eyes. Um, something that um, you know, it, it's really pretty complicated to set up and to, to do effectively. And uh, we've managed to, to get all that situated and, and plugged in. And our call center you know, handles, you know, thousands and thousands of calls a week on behalf of our franchisees. I'd say calls, calls and emails. So um, franchisees, you know, I heard uh, a, one of our owners, you know, he took a month vacation this year and I was trying to get a hold of him. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, you know, but he, he had a GM, right? He, he had a call center that was answering his phone calls. And um, it's, it was pretty remarkable to see because, you know, in my past life, it's it's something that um, I, I was never able to to stand up um, myself, and um, we've we've managed to do it here. So that's a big value add. You know, we also have um, just a nice uh, mix of service offerings too. So you know, our, our company name is Window Hero, but we actually do um, a couple complementary services to that. You know, so we'll do the pressure washing. know we'll do the gutter cleaning and gutter guard installation Um, and that gutter guard is a a fantastic service line for us you know and then we also focus in on um, the commercial segment as well so you know think uh, like commercial really so it's going to be like medium and you know i say high density but really like five stories or less high density uh, housing And so, um, yeah, a lot of different opportunities there between both the residential and the commercial side of things.
1: Christina, when you uh, have somebody come to you and say, I see it, I, I see the I see the money and I see the opportunity, but why do I need a franchise for this? How do you respond to that?
2: Well, it's you know, business in a box. We always say, you know, franchise is just that business in a box. It's already put together. Um, All you have to do is just follow it. And it's service. Everyone needs it. It's a recession-resistant business. Um, It's super easy to do. You don't have to have an office. Um, Why? Why not? Why not get into the franchising world and not, you know, and start building a business and a legacy for yourself? That's what I always let them know is why why wouldn't you want to? This is very easy to do. You can do this with a GM model or you can do this separate. Um, As an owner operator, we have both models already in place. And all it takes is just taking that risk, taking that jump and going ahead and doing it.
1: I totally agree. The business in the box to launch your business and get moving and get straight to the customer acquisition, get straight to revenue, get... Your vendor management to your the whole thing, the business in a box to hit the ground running and take it and execute on it is, is,
2: um, and we also have like Power BI, which I'm sure David will talk about. We have all of our dashboards as well, so it's very easy for them to know exactly where what they need to do, when they need to do it, how many jobs it takes, how many leads it takes to make the money that they want to make. We have all of that, um, that we can share with them once they become a franchise owner. KPIs and, and a data, lot of right? Don't have do what?
1: KPIs and data.
2: KPIs and data, that's what it is, right? I mean, that's how you make the money, so.
1: Yeah, and to,
3: to go off of that too, it's, you know, when, when you start a business, you don't know what those KPIs are, you don't know what to track, you don't know, you know, really where you should be focusing your time, energy and resources. And, you know, with joining or by joining a franchise, you know, we have what those KPIs are. It, it, so this really kind of shortens the learning curve of any business, because if you don't know what to track, You know that means your foot is off the gas and maybe it's not focused on revenue driving activities so it's all about shortening that learning curve and um and then enterprise level tools so um if you were to do something this like like what we've built on your own you know that's that's going to be a multi-year project it's going to be a lot of consultants and or you know people on the payroll to do it yourself and um it's uh much, uh, much smoother to launch something that's, you know, already built and, you know, get access to these tools.
0: I totally agree. I mean, I think when people ask me like, why should I be a franchisee? It's not a right fit for everybody. You have to be able to follow process. You have to like support. You have to not want to constantly reinvent the wheel, but you're still a business owner. You get to have an impact. You get to have say some of the best ideas come from franchisees that's how advisory councils are born. So it's just such a wonderful relationship that both parties add value or should be adding value to build great businesses. What I want to talk about is just the model. So, Christina, you mentioned they could be an owner operator or they could have, you know, the manager model be, you know, semi-passive. Can you tell us a little bit more about day in the life for a franchisee? Some of the things I really like about this business is it's that low overhead, low investment, small team, need based services, multiple revenue streams like that gets me excited about this business. So tell us a little bit more about those elements and what the franchisee's day in the life looks like. David, do you want to take it
2: or you want me?
3: Um, no, I can. Yeah, I can. I can take Either this one. Um, yep. Yeah. So day in the life. Right. So um Leads come in right through their, our call center. They schedule these jobs on their calendar um, and their calendar is then split up uh, amongst what we call our service agents. So um, our business is simple in the sense that it's all based on their trucks and how many trucks they have operating in the field and what is our revenue goals for each truck per day, per week. And so... Um, You know, there's tools and and the technology in place to to know exactly where these trucks are, to mapping the most efficient route. So a lot of this stuff is is a click of the mouse. Um, And when it comes to that semi-absentee, you know, really um, to to get things to semi-absentee, I mean, really, it it just takes a plan, right? And making sure that you can allocate the resources uh, to be a semi-absentee from the start. Um, I I like to uh, have new the new owners that are coming in, you know, spend some time in the business to some regard, maybe not what I call on the tools, but at least understanding, you know, what daily operations look like, Uh, because just like, uh, you know, I'd say like parenting, right? You don't want to be a semi absentee parent. Uh, You really want to put some time into it and, and just nurture it to get it up to that level. And so we have, you know, different time, um, different time lines, like really kind of laid out for our owners of what are your goals? You know, what are the financial goals of that? And, uh, you know, and what is it going to take to get you there? And just to make sure people are well capitalized from the start, if they want to be semi absentee, you know, they either need to be paying, you know, a, a salary or hourly or, you know, have to, um, award equity or, or have someone else buy in to be more of that operational partner in the business. So, there's a lot of different ways to, to structure that semi absentee. We like to call it executive model. So, we have all the tools and dashboards so people can really always be looking in and, and have a heartbeat on their business, um, at a few clicks of a mouse. Um, but, um, you know, it's all about the planning, you know, to, to get it where it needs to go. And, um, you know, get yourself out of, um, you know, really any, you know, in the field or on the tools type of work. So we have the tools and, you know, really we help them, our owners uh, formulate the plan to get them there, um, you know, and shorten that learning curve.
1: That's awesome. That's a, again, a business in a box, shorten the learning curve. It's all there. I uh, love it. Christina, can you talk to us about home front brands and the support, the service that, is provided to the franchisees and even the employees of the the local businesses?
2: Absolutely. So we have a performance manager, an ops manager, and a marketing manager. And what's really important is, is that our marketing manager is an entire marketing agency that we have in house. So we have a videographer, photographer, copywriter, website designer, PR, Everybody that you possibly would need in a marketing agency, we have those in-house. Um, we have calls with our franchisees every single week from a performance manager, an ops manager, a marketing manager, someone is in contact with them every week for onboarding um, to some extent. So if that's to set up an LLC, to set up a bank account, or if that's for marketing, for PPC, or for SEO or SEM, Or if it's, you know, operationally, um, do I need to order a truck or do I need to order wraps? All of that is taken care of by our team. And they're on calls every single week with somebody, even David. um, You know, David's on those onboarding calls as well. And we have calls every single week with our franchisees to make sure that they start well to go well. And that's our, that's our goal is to make sure that everybody starts well, they go well. Cause if they go well, they're going to continue to go well, right? It's not, it's not just a stopping point. So we want them to continue doing what they do, but we have, I say our support is bar none. Um, everybody I've ever talked to, any of our franchisees, that's the one thing that they always say is I eventually have to tell you, stop calling me because <laughs> I'm getting too much support. But that's something that I do. I, you know, I, I'm pride, I pride myself on that we have great. Support
0: in our system. <clears throat> I totally yeah. agree with that. I mean, when I talk to our clients, that is one of the things that we hear consistently. Like, franchisees are not complaining about support. Every right. business has challenges, but that is never a complaint that they hear about invalidation, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, that's what we want to hear. That's the type of feedback we want. Yeah. You really have been at incredible companies. I mean, mm-hmm. something like an authority brands, it's one of the biggest names in franchising. So I know that you really had to put thought behind and then building a family business, David and franchising. I mean, you really probably put a lot of thought into where you wanted to go next. So I think that speaks volumes too. It's
1: all about the people. It,
3: yeah, it, it is. And, and you know, to that point too, it's, yeah, you know, it's, culture driven too. And so I I, uh, take culture very seriously. And um, we actually have a a weekly meeting called the coffee club that I started a couple months ago now. And it's, it's to energize your week. That's why we call it the coffee club. But it's, um, you know, facilitated roundtables every week for our new guys to meet and learn from our tenured guys. And then we'll bring in outside experts and vendors to explain different Products and offerings. You know, last week we had uh, an ATS or an applicant tracking system come in and, you know, talk about hiring best practices and, you know, tailoring uh, job descriptions to attract the right people in. Um, and, you know, and then the time before that, you know, we, we brought in our uh, VP of learning and development to go over our, you know, really nice and um, well built uh, LMS program that's, you know, been unveiled here in the last couple months. And so it's it's just constantly uh, moving forward, but you know stuff like that just gives people an avenue and a safe space to learn from the best and hear from one another. Like like you said, the best ideas come from the franchisees. You know, I, I like to get everyone together where you know we can all learn from each other and you know really um, provide our, the best service possible in our communities.
0: I think culture really matters. Jamie says it a lot. It's about the people. And I totally agree.
2: But it starts from the top down too, right? So I mean, like Jeff Duden is so well-respected in the community. Um, You know, you feel honored to work for Jeff Duden and the Duden group. You know, um, you just feel honored to work for them. And it goes down from the top down. I mean, you don't know many CEOs that go on a call every single Monday night at 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern. And it's not a recorded call. I mean, he's on, he's sitting in his office and he has a call to get to know every single franchisee that's in the process. But that doesn't even say that. I mean, that's one thing, right? I mean, okay. He does a call, but when they come in to meet the team day, he's the one that, it, you know, meets them at the front door and gives them a tour of the facility. How many CEOs do you know that do, that does that? I, I don't, but he wants to meet them at the door. He wants to walk them through the process. He wants them to feel like they're a part of something as our family, cause we do have our cares as our values and he wants them to feel a part of us and not that they're just a number. And that's really important and that every single employee and David can speak to this too. We all feel very valued at Homefront Brands. And that's, I mean, everybody I talk to that works in our company, they're excited to come to work every day. Like everybody's like, I feel valued, I feel accepted. I. What I say matters, and that is a lot that goes down all the way to our franchisees, and our franchisees feel the same way.
1: That's so awesome. I I think I've shared with on other podcasts, but my wife's working franchise for a long time. That was what attracted me into franchising, is is behind the scenes. You hear how the franchisor is supporting the yeah. individual franchisees, and oh. what you guys at Homefront doing are doing have taken that to another level, where you're intensely focused on the individual franchisee success in and all facets of their build of their business, not only from uh, the way they launch, their customer acquisition to the growth at the right time, making sure everyone's trained. It, it, it's it's a it's a very impressive nugget, and I can issue you guys a, a sincere congratulations on that.
3: Yeah, and we we even survey, you know, our franchisees every month too to, to solicit for feedback, you know, what are we doing well, what can we improve? And um, you know, and we look at that internally to see where we can improve and um, you know, just keep moving ahead and and uh, doing our best work. So it's um it's great to see that and you know, and you just got to check the time that they come in, make sure it's not like 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. But uh, hey, <laughs> you know, it's uh, but it's great. It's great for the team to, to all be plugged in on that.
0: You can tell that both of you have a lot of passion about what you're doing at Homefront Brands and a lot of passion for franchising, being crazy enough to be in it this long. I mean, you got to you got to really love franchising like we all do here. So yeah. We ask everybody that joins us on the podcast, what is your personal compelling reason for being in franchising? So ladies first, Christina, I'll ask you that. What's your personal compelling reason?
2: It's really to drive a legacy for my franchisees. It's to leave that legacy. It's to build their dreams. Um, It's to give them that time. It's really all about the time that they want to have with their families and they want to do things for themselves. And they're tired of working for corporate America, Um, for me, it's all about watching them succeed and being able to call me later on and say, thank you. You've helped me get to where I am today. I have the time with my family. I have the time, um, you know, with my grandkids or whatever the case might be, because I've seen people now already have children and then their children have children. And so it's just kind of crazy to see it, but it's so nice for them to say, I should have done it 15 years ago or I should have done it five years ago. I really should, you know, I should, I wish I would have found you sooner. And it's just all about just seeing what I can do to help them succeed in their life.
0: What about you, David?
3: Um, come really just a strong entrepreneurial background. And and so one of my big motivators is just leaving the world a better place and doing our best work. You've heard me say that a couple of times on, on this call, but um. You know, I I take a lot of pride in, in a job well done. And when I know that we have a a service that, you know, will make people happy and then also make the technician or the person who performed that work happy and, and have that feeling of, of a job well done, you know, I know we're uh, we're we're helping leave the world in a better place.
1: So awesome. So awesome. What's the uh, we'll ask you both the best piece of advice you've ever received. So we'll start with you, Christina.
2: So I guess my biggest quote is and I always and I'll mess it up the first time around, but I always try to fix it on the end. Um, it's I don't work to live. I live to work. See, I knew I was going to mess it up. See, it's the other way around. It's I live to, <laughs> I live to work. No, I work to live, to live to work. You know, one of those. Um, but that's my biggest thing is that, that that's what I do the most. I would say that's what I leave for everybody is that you don't need to live. You have to live to work. No, see, I get it wrong every time. How do I do it? I work to live, I live to work. Which one is it? Do you all know?
1: It's can Google the spirit, it. <laughs> it's the spirit of your job, not dictating your life.
2: And see, but there's a different one that says something different. But it's like I live to I I work to live. I don't live to work. I got it. Okay. I lived to <laughs> work to live. I don't live to work. Um that's that's the main thing I leave for everybody, actually.
3: Um a couple, yeah, I've had I had some had have, have had some amazing mentors throughout my uh, professional career. Um, one that really just sticks in my head, it's just a simple line, you know, is if it were easy, anyone would do it. And anytime that I am making big decisions or, you know, maybe I'm working a little bit too hard and my wife is saying, Hey, David, come on, <laughs> dinner's ready. You know, it, it's, um, I, I just know that, you know, if anything's worth doing it's you know, we're doing right, and crazy, anyone would do it. So I like taking, uh, you know, some of these uh, more difficult paths to, you know, growing businesses and brands, uh, because I'm just super passionate about it.
0: Well, I think your passion really showed today on the call, both of you. So thanks for sharing just how much you love franchising and homefront brands. And we're very excited about Window Hero in particular and all that you're doing for those franchisees. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you.
2: Thank Thank you you. for having us. I appreciate it.
0: So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Fran Path Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at Franpath, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Franpath Consulting, or go to our website, Franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment.